Tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast, we have the 1,000th episode of SmackDown with Batista and Triple H, Edge and Becky Lynch, and a whole bunch more. We also have uh, the lead-in to the Crown Jewel event at, well, I can't remember where it's at because WWE stopped mentioning it. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band from Ringside podcast. It's going to be mad at you for saying some shit like that. You know that, right? Vince don't listen. <laughs> Ditch that 9 to 5, it's time to feel alive. Hello, Marks, and welcome to the Band from Ringside Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Bill Vagy, and in honor of the NBA season starting a couple nights ago, my AKA tonight is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> and to my right, not as always, Two Beer Zach Pullman is out taking his lovely bride on their anniversary dinner. So we have... Uh, not the fill-in, but the the fourth, fourth BFR yeah, member or the yeah. fifth BFR member. We have Murray the Merman, Murray the Merman, Woo. Murray the Murray Man. Murray, what's going on, Murray? That's right. I'm doing great. It's been a crazy day, but I'm glad to be here being one beer mer. Well, yeah, you're one beer mer <laughs> compared to two beer Zach. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Allow us to bow our heads as we crack open mm-hmm. the latest volume, 77 of... Band from Ringside, Chapter 3, Verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag, boo the heels. It is all good, baby. I'm doing the same grind as everybody else. Got a lot of wrestling in the last couple of days. Brother didn't have to work last night, so I got all Ooh, the Wednesday good. in. Got a little power struggle in from New Japan. Going to watch the uh, the back half on the way home. Still haven't watched watch Bound for Gore. I want to see the uh, the Austin Aries work slash shoot is it, performance. I stopped keeping count. Is it our 77th episode? It is the 77th. Nice. Hey, thanks everybody for tuning in to the 77th episode. We're coming at you from the exquisite Shock City Studios here in beautiful, seriously, the autumn in St. Louis. It's been nice Gorgeous. here for the last couple of weeks. Uh, St. Louis, The uh, we got yeah. Sam the Mauler Mall. Turn the knobs tonight. Mr. Perfect's as, in the house? Uh, as usual. I mean, he's our favorite guy to turn the knobs. Before we get too far into it, we'd like so to talk you. about that day one-ish sponsor, that Soul Taco. Soul Taco, baby, that's the Korean-Mexican fusion feud food that you didn't know you needed. They got delicious I'm telling you guys, the burritos, their spicy pork burrito is legit. Them tacos is legit. That kimchi fries Them off quesadillas, the <laughs> kimchi fries are great. Uh, they got a spot of brick-and-mortar places in the U-City Loop, Chesterfield, Missouri, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois. They got two places getting ready to open up, also in Illinois. They also have two food trucks driving around. The St. Louis area at a spot near you. So go get yourself some Soul Taco. They have been a friend of the show, a sponsor of the show, literally since day one. So this is the 77th episode that we have advertised for Soul Taco and that they have had such a wonderful friendship with Band from Ringside. So we love them. We know that you'll love them. Go get yourself some Soul Taco. And without further ado, let's get to our three counts. JCB, kick it up. Guess we're going to have to talk about uh, SmackDown 1000, uh, the 1,000th episode from Washington, D.C. on Tuesday night. Uh, a star-studded event with a lot of names from the past, present, future, 
the opening segment for me. I'll just say it as much as I hated Raw 25 because it, it felt just like a lot of nostalgia and we have a lot of old acts coming back. The opening segment for me for SmackDown 1000 was actually kind of fun to watch. It, it was a nice little trip down memory lane. There was things that I could... I, no! Teddy Long getting married? I didn't even remember. I've totally forgot about oh, Teddy so Long you're getting married. Oh, so you're talking about the, the clips. Yeah, the, the clips, clips before, they, yeah, okay, before right, we yeah. actually got into the, the physical show itself. There was, Agreed. There was things that I was just like, man, I forgot about that. You know, yeah. Triple H, you know, the very first SmackDown where Triple H and Rock went after for the title and uh, HBK kicked him with the, uh, the sweet chin music it's things like that where I was like yeah that's cool oh yeah I forgot about that yeah there was some cheesy shit but I mean that's just WWE it is what it is for the most part wrestling is built on nostalgia people like the when they started watching wrestling that was their favorite era of wrestling and everybody's still trying to get that back that first high yeah for sure it's it's, it's the it's like the uh, the old saying: the first one's for free, and then after that point, you got to kind of pay for it. Yeah, it's like train spotting with less women in it. <laughs> <laughs> Just the, uh, the the show itself was okay. Um, I think the, the one big takeaway for me, besides the things that we're going to talk about, is the one thing I don't think we're going to talk about, and I want to kind of bring on that is uh, Big Show once again is uh. making his triumphant comeback as the fifteenth or sixteenth heel slash face turn. That's that's what you that's the first thing you want to talk about. We're going to talk about we're going to talk about the other stuff. We're going to get it out of the way. I wrote down Big Show's one thousandth turn (laughs) question mark. (laughs) Okay, but yeah, I don't know where exactly we're going with this. Um, I guess just to fill everybody in, he came back to assist the bar to take the tag titles from the New Day. This is banned from ringside. I don't know where we're going with this and. Ultimately, it's probably not going to be anything too long term because still, maybe it's a Sheamus thing. It's it's maybe they're going to do the free bird rule with Sheamus and have the, look. Sheamus has been kind of hurt and he's been wrestling hurt. Maybe this might be something that they're going in that direction. It ultimately it doesn't make sense because show hasn't been around more than two weeks and he's already doing a fucking heel turn. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. There's no like lead up to it. It's just like fuck it, let's put it together. Maybe That's they're so doing something big with show. Maybe they're doing something with New Day. Maybe this is the fig- the ultimate big E push that we've been praying for for the last six months. That to me, like I said, the other stuff we're going to talk about. That's the one thing that I kind of walked away from and it was like, you know, that doesn't really make sense. I mean, you know what? I had given this no thought at all. But if they're doing it to do the free bird rule, my first thought was I wish they'd do it with somebody else, but at least they're doing something. My second thought was if they're doing this to put Big E over Big Show to give him a big first win, that would be great. It would be awesome. Yes. That would that be. Would, I would love to see Big E crush Big Show. Somewhere. I would love to see Big E give Big Show the big ending. Yeah, exactly. A lot of bigs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think think he could do it. I think he could do that. Uh, What else uh, did you like about SmackDown 1000? Uh, Undertaker. No, I mean, (laughs) it was good to see Ray back. I mean, I just don't like the way ultimately the match was good. It was good to see Ray. It's just. I don't know what we're doing with Nakamura. I guess that's the only down part to that. Um, They could have done Big Show. Ray Mysterio, you know. No, but we. I know, but it wouldn't have been burying Shinsuke. But it, yeah, but that really Big Show versus Ray Mysterio really would not like if they would have saved that for the main event. Well, I wouldn't even have tuned Good in. Point. Let me ask you this, Murray: uh, if um, 
Shit, I totally forgot what I was just about to ask. Keep going. Just keep, somebody keep going. Keep talking. No, that's fine. I'm going to say, I don't know where we're going with Nakamura, but then I guess, is this going to be a, a Rey Mysterio Nakamura food for the uh, the U.S. title? I just, I wish mm. that this would be a scenario. I mean, I'm okay with it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it, but I mean, just let's do it. Nakamura is now just going back to where he was again. He was coming out hot as heel Nakamura, and now it's just now regressed, where mm-hmm. we don't have anything for him to do. He just lost to Rey Mysterio. What you should do in this goofy little World Cup thing that we're doing is don't have qualifying matches. Just have guys represent their countries. It's already built in. We talk uh, about it all the time. So There's only two that aren't American. Right. Yes, <laughs> so it's not you know much of saying? a World Cup. Take 16 guys and just run it out. Let me ask you this, Murray. This is what I was going to say. If you would have bought a ticket to SmackDown 1000 and they would have advertised Undertaker for being there and all Undertaker would have done was done a six-minute entrance and coming out and said, rest in peace at yeah. the very end, you had been furious, oh, right? Oh, I was, I was being sarcastic by saying the Undertaker. No, I know, I know you were. the most boring segment on the whole show. Oh, yeah, it sucked. So, I mean, I, no, know that, I know that you were being sarcastic. Yeah. That's that's what's infuriating about the whole th- about the whole Undertaker coming back is I that agree. he doesn't have anything left to do. Like he's got no promos to cut. He's got no matches to have. All he does on SmackDown 1000 is come out and say, "I have three words for DX, and that's rest in peace." Come on, dude. Well, it seems Just like they're piling all that on super heavy. Like all the nostalgia that we were talking about, like with Triple H, like DX. Show Undertaker, Kane, like they're Mysterio. They're, Mysterio, they're throwing all these guys in the mix angle. for some reason, and I yeah, angle, and I don't know why. Since we have such a solid young roster, they're WCWing the, the be- shit the best. out of Agreed. WWE the best right roster now. they've ever had. A- absolutely, this it's is the a, strongest roster it, it's they've not ever even, had. It's not, it's not even close. It's I a mean, loaded roster, and the fact that they got Roderick Strong on NXT, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like it's so loaded. If this wasn't going to Saudi, we probably wouldn't be seeing this group of guys that are in this World Cup. That's no doubt. Uh, Before we get into that, though, because I do want to get in that with the two count, but uh, the one part that you wanted to talk about the most from SmackDown 1000 was the Batista segment, right? I just found it kind of interesting that once again, and we kind of talked about this before we walked in the door, is Batista obviously came out and threw some shade towards Triple H, and now we're teasing another Triple H Batista feud. How many fucking angles is Triple H in? I mean, yeah. God damn. More characters than Mick Foley at this point. Dude. All at once. If I mean, they're, name the five. You were talking before there, we got there, on the air. You were talking about five Triple H personas. Let's hear them all. There's COO, but there's two COOs. There's COO that does. TV, which is kind of bad guy COO. Yeah, kayfabe COO. There's COO that does the charities. Non-kayfabe COO. Okay. There is Triple H, the character, just by himself. Uh There is DX Triple H, and then now on SmackDown 1000, there was the Evolution Triple H. And they're all all heels and faces all at the same time on different shows at different nights, and it's insane. You know what? When he's right, he's right. That he's right, is, he's that's right. a, that's no, a lot of Triple H. Okay, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, it's ridiculous. I did see some people on Twitter being like, "Did they 
really have to make this evolution segment all about Triple H? Is it really still all about? It's like 2006 Triple H when he just he booked himself in uh, handicap matches and he won all the handicap matches and all that shit. Well, like, and anybody who hasn't been watching wrestling other than the last year or so, are they confused as to whether Evolution is the women's pay per view or the group that Triple H is in? They could have named that pay per view anything else. I, I agree. Or they could have planned the Evolution reunion. It's very if, lazy. If, if it's really if it's really building towards a Triple H Batista WrestleMania match, which cool that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I'm cool with that. I want to see Batista, so I don't care. Yeah, that's cool with me also. And Batista has obviously since the last time he was in WWE earned, earned a lot of uh, Hollywood cred, and everybody seemed to be behind him the other night when he came back. It was his hometown. Slow down. Yeah, now- but yeah, but when he came back during the Daniel Bryan run, and they and I think he won the Royal Rumble, and they booked Randy Orton versus Batista and the entire WWE universe, to use their parlance, rebelled against it. They were like, fuck this. We don't want Randy Orton versus Batista. And Batista was persona non grata at that time. And now, the other night, Batista in a ring with Ric Flair, Triple H, and Randy Orton. Now Randy Orton has, I mean, he's been around the entire time, so it's tough to get excited. But everybody was excited for Batista. Well, and Randy was playing... Some silly shit during that whole segment. Justin on Facebook even said, "Don't bury the lead." Orton's face in Evolution segment. So I mean, he was. Ooh, yeah, when he threw the shade. Yeah, he was like, "Uh oh." It was. Even I was like, "Damn, shots fired." It was. It was a goofy segment. In so far, I totally. I agree. It totally worked. And so it was a goofy segment. In so far as. I never knew when that Batista promo was going to end because it seemed like he was going off script. I mean, he told Ric Flair to keep that thing in its pants, right, yeah. which, and he goes, oh, it's a family show. And you knew, like, I watched, I was watching Triple H's face during that, and he played it off pretty cool. But I, you know that Vince isn't cool with that backstage. No, no, no. But to get to the bottom of it, to get to the point of it, the entire segment ended on... Batista saying that Triple H has never beat him, which I believe is true. In pay-per-views, Batista went 3-0 and in three straight pay-per-views. Triple H, because I think that was Triple H's big defense against people saying that he always booked it towards himself, was that he booked himself to lose to Batista three times in a row, three pay-per-views in a row that he put Batista over. And that's not wrong. No, no, that's correct. That's not wrong. And I would be interested... In a Batista Triple H WrestleMania match, no more. As long no. as it's five matches away from the top of the card, absolutely. As long, I mean, if it starts at six and it ends at four in the morning or whatever, as long as it happens, <laughs> as long as that match you happens, be some drunk motherfuckers. That night. <laughs> oh God, not if it's like last year. I'll, I'll be in bed for seven hours. <laughs> Where'd Bill go? It's just the first hour. <laughs> Bill Irish, goodbye. Yeah, right. Uh, but I'd I'd be okay with that I'm, match. I'm, dude, I'm over it, man. Come on. They're gonna do it anyway, though. I know. I know. So you have to, know, you have just, to resign yourself ugh. to it. Who no. would they? Well, not only that, but Batista has openly said multiple times in interviews leading up to this that if he was going to come back to the WWE, the only thing he wanted to do was work into an angle with Triple, Triple H. H. So I don't for whatever reason, you know, I, they're boys and whatnot. But I would prefer to see Batista work towards some new talent. But I know guys over, but yeah, well, it's like I said, or get himself over with new talent, whatever. Batista's good, but 
he wants to work with Triple H. I mean, a Batista, just off the top of my head, a Batista, if like Batista came back to WrestleMania and put McIntyre over, that right. would be cool. That would be. I think that would be actually that, that, that would be awesome. That's a fresh match that would make, that could, could, could make McIntyre a giant. Well, yeah. yeah, it's like I said last week about HBK. If you're going to come back, come back and put somebody over that was born after 1970. Just, just somebody. I mean, Calling AJ a young guy is, I mean, it's disingenuous because he's not a young guy. He's, not at all. I mean, he's older than me. No, but he he's has, older than you, but he's older than me. You he's know got what, I mean? what the young guys have, though, at this point. He's got that same... He's fresh in WWE absolutely. still. Yes. Uh, and uh, we got a little bit more to say about SmackDown 1000, but before we do that, we'll get to our two counts. And I think with the two count, and I'm going to try to keep the moralizing out of this, uh, but the two count yeah, is, is that the the WWE event crown jewel uh, is still happening in Saudi Arabia, despite yeah. uh, the murder of the American resident. I, I, I'm not even going to pretend to be able to pronounce his name like I heard other people try to pronounce his name, but it, he was an American resident. He was a Saudi dissident. And for all intents and purposes, from what it seems like, he got murdered by the Saudi government. And he got murdered by people at the hand of Mohammed bin Salam. Okay? So this is the guy that everybody, that WWE is bending themselves over backwards trying to impress because they have this 10-year deal with the Saudi government to keep bringing pay-per-views over there. Brutal. And it's brutal. And all I can think is, what would it take? Because there's, if the NFL had a game that was going supposed to be played in Saudi Arabia in two weeks, and this shit happened, the NFL would pull out, no matter what the president said. At this point, it seems like the only thing that could stop this WWE event from happening would be the president himself calling his uh, old tag team opponent, uh, Vince McMahon, <laughs> and saying that we don't want you to do it. Now, like I said, I'm going to try to keep the moralizing out of this. It just seems like, I mean, we talked about it back in April that them going to Saudi Arabia seemed like a bad move. And morally, for a lot of people, and I'm not talking about myself, but I'm talking about myself. Money, Morally, money, it's see, money, it money, seems money. insane. And with all this... Bring that title back. <laughs> with all of this in the background, now it's it even makes the women's event on October 28th, four days before it, seem even more like it was just... Uh, uh, we're trying to placate everybody in advance that's going to say, oh, you're having this another, uh, you're having another all male event in Saudi Arabia because the women aren't allowed to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. We're having this all women event just to placate everybody else in advance. So, uh, thoughts on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, they're going to, they're going to bite their own foot if that's even the, the right term to use it's not at all I say cut your, uh, cut your noses off to spite your face yeah it's the one beer um both, but, work. both work but I, like do you think it's gonna last 10 years do you think they're gonna be able to go because if they pull out are they gonna are they gonna get they get no money back are you well, no no no, no no i'm not talking about money i'm not talking about think, money but do you think they... they're gonna get shit from saudi arabia 
like shit like uh, Vince McMahon's going to get dismembered and, and, and well, put in a suitcase? Maybe like, not so far. <laughs> it, I don't know. It's just sketchy. It's just, well, maybe that's what's good for business. <laughs> Keep it going, Saudi Arabia. Keep it going. Stay, Stay on brand. Billionaire <laughs> owner of the WWE, Vince Man. McMahon, disappears. And <laughs> Trump's like, we don't know what happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, <laughs> That was good. I like that. I'll just say this. I just did the quick math. If I'm not mistaken, the, uh, it's six days in between Evolution and uh, the, the Crown Jewel Saudi Arabia uh, event. Some, something like that. Okay, let's just say a week. Let's make it simple. This was totally done for the fact that Saudi Arabia is the money. That's your guaranteed oh, cash cow. We've already been paid for that. So it's, to take some of the backlash away from what we did in April, we're going to put the Women's Evolution pay-per-view a week before this Crown Jewel pay-per-view. So that way, like you it's said, so obvious now. everybody's right. happy. You know, we've, we've graciated ourselves with the PC Twitter patrol. Timing but, was timing was impeccable with But we that. still getting our money on the back end. The ultimate problem is is this is a a, a public relations problem. Right. But for Vince McMahon that's not a problem. He right. doesn't ha- controversy he just creates recently be- cash. That's Eric Bischoff to a T and all you're doing is just putting eyes on the product. Absolutely. Good, yeah. bad or indifferent. I'm not sure that's I'm not sure this is the right kind of controversy that Vince McMahon wants. I mean, maybe like, that's what like, kind of got a PG. Like, I think, I think when Eric Bischoff was talking about that, he was talking about bras and panties matches and, and shit like that. He wasn't talking about literal people murdered political Allegedly. like poli- like global yeah, right. global <laughs> oh. like global political strife, which is what's actually happening now. Like, you have senators. First of all, Vince McMahon's wife is the Secretary of Housing and Human or Housing and Urban Development or something Sounds like right, that. Yeah. Or small business, something like that, whatever. Yeah, she's in the cabinet. Exactly. I don't know what it is. Feel free to tweet me. I, I'll turn off my mentions. Um, <laughs> like, so she, he has a direct relationship with the president already. And this this is not the type of controversy that you want. I'm not sure that this deal would have ever happened between Vince, Vince McMahon and Saudi Arabia if Donald Trump wasn't president and if his wife wasn't in the cabinet. It definitely helped. I mean, whether that was the the sole you know, factor on the whole thing, it definitely didn't hurt that they have those connections. It didn't hurt, but you have senators calling for WWE to call this thing off. Right. And I do not think that they're going to call it off. Hell not ain't calling it off. But, you th- me? but when you say controversy creates cash, like John Oliver included a five minute segment or so on his HBO show this week about making fun of the WWE for going into business of Saudi Arabia and that is well earned like that's that type of criticism is well earned for sure because it is a cash grabs probably the wrong term because it's a it's a cash bring Hand it all to oh grab, yeah, he's, yeah I mean bring it all to me because they're making a ton of money off this regime and I'm not trying to say that other uh, administrations haven't worked with the, the Saudi Saudi Arabia because okay. they certainly I'm not trying to be a hypocrite at all I'm not sitting here as a liberal or a conservative. I'm just saying 
it looks bad the way that it sits right now. And if you noticed on five hours of WWE television. They never mentioned the name once. They didn't say Saudi Arabia once. They said Crown Jewel a whole bunch. They never said where it was going to be because they know. They know that it looks bad. It looks bad. but I Aside mean, from JBL going on Fox Business the other day and being like, WWE is the forefront of change. They're the forefront of change. I I was in Iraq seven different Christmases with WWE. It's like that's not really the point. You talking, <laughs> you talking about John Cena or JBL? Big JBL, oh, not okay. little JBL. Right. Gotcha. The, the big one, big one, not the little gotcha. one. Gotcha. Yeah, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> All I was saying is that, that was nice. All I was saying that is I get this is the same company that went through a huge steroid fucking scandal back in the 80s got through that Bret Hart Owen Hart got through that WWE is not necessarily I won't say immune but it's not afraid it's not I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for is it's not uncommon for controversy to be in WWE in some form or fashion Hulk Hogan whatever it doesn't matter I get where you're going with. This is a much bigger, broader issue. We're talking about murder in foreign lands, an American murder at that point. I mean, we're this talking about like this ain't worried about that, man. He's worried about his bottom line. He's worried about. We're talking about like money. Jason Bourne shit. Like, agreed. Listen, right. I'm not saying that WWE's not going to get through it. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'm not saying that WWE's not going to get through it because at at the very least, WWE's Saudi Arabian crowd gives less than a fuck. Right. WWE's American crowd, 90% of them, gives less than less Less, than than less less of a fuck. fuck. They do not care at all. Nope. Ron Ron Sykes on Facebook just said, he'll turn WWE crown jewel in Saudi Arabia, face turn, WWE salutes the troops, big purse, big payoff. Yeah, I mean, they'll get paid. Uh, CM Punk said in his pipe bomb promo, he said Vince McMahon will make make money in spite of himself. himself. And he's right. They're a juggernaut. I guess I'm just saying it... It's gonna, it's, it, it's gonna, you? it's gonna bother me morally. That's okay. If you can I, still watch. I won't tell anybody. I mean, I already ordered the network. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell anybody you watch. All right, that'll bring it. We'll bleep that, it out. That'll bring it to our three count. <laughs> JCB, what's the third one? We're gonna jump back to a SmackDown. <laughs> call <laughs> me out. You call me out. Being a hypocrite. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> We're jumping back to SmackDown 1000 to talk about uh, Becky Witch and Charlotte being Ooh. on. The cutting edge segment with Edge, which is always good. I wish I had great a great segment. It, it was a great yeah. segment, but the, the way the segment kicks off is something that I personally want. God forbid if I win this $900 million Mega Millions, I'm going to have my own personal ring announcer to announce me at all times. Dude, when you, you, got, are, you have less than a 10% chance of winning that thing. Uh, that's okay. I'm going to roll the dice anyway. Shit. I'm going to say that for Tony Chimmel. Can't, can't win if you can't play. There you go. For Tony Chimmel to announce Edge and the way he does the radio on Superstar, that is absolutely amazing. Perfect. It kicked it all off. I like Edge being not necessarily a potster, but just in the sense that he can do the things that Charlotte can't do. For sure. He can, he can set this up to where 
here's the picture. You know, I was this guy once, Becky. You shouldn't go down this road. You know, now look at me. You know, I'm older and I'm wiser and I'm trying to make sure you don't make the same mistakes. And Becky is just, you know, nodding her head. I'm nodding her head. And I'm like, please, God, please just come back with something smart ass and just, you know, just break edge in half. Totally crushes them verbally, makes fun of the neck, which was like the cherry on top of the cake. Absolutely perfect. Becky Lynch more and more is coming to her own as a heel on the mic. I'm not too impressed with her in the ring heel wise, but that's neither here nor there. Crowd, I think more, crowd doesn't think she's a heel. No. Right. And, and, and they're not sold on and that. And more and more, this is why I think the stone. She cold turned the Austin crowd against Edge. Edge. Yeah, absolutely. She has more, that power now. This that's is, crazy. This is more like the Austin reference you guys made two or three right. weeks ago. You right, made right. it a while before that, and like, I didn't understand like, it. And like, I totally made like it like a month and a half. She ago. can she can take the audience anywhere she wants now. She wait, it, she's the opposite of Roman Reigns in the sense that. They want her to be booed. They want her to be the heel, but she is not. That's exactly She right. can be the biggest dick on the roster, and people will follow her there, even if they don't believe her at this point. She is gold. She is absolute fucking gold Com- at this point. Completely agree, and it's worth mentioning, uh, Merman and I were talking about this before the show, it's worth mentioning that Edge did what every returning legend should do. Absolutely. He went there and he put those women over. He was only there to put them over. That was his sole purpose. He got he got the entire crowd worked up. He gave the entire crowd the speech about how he had that big match against Eddie. He talked about Vicky Guerrero. It was it was all good. I, I mean, I, I'm on the record as saying I missed Edge's entire uh, singles run. So Damn I shame. Like I don't really. Oh, like, it's great. Oh four to 09 is when I stopped watching, and I know that was when he had his big singles run. So I, I don't really get Edge like everybody else does. I loved Edge and Christian. But Edge talking and then Edge sitting there and for Becky to say, now stop being so condescending to the champ and get out of my ring and don't hurt your neck on the way out. <laughs> again. Face, man. I mean, and the place, and the place cheered her. <laughs> yeah. The place was chanting Becky, Becky, Becky. And I have to only assume that Edge is so in because he still watches the product. He's openly admitted oh, sure. that he constantly watches the product. He has to be sold on those two. If anything, he probably suggested, Can I do this with I these agree. two? I agree. Because I've- he knew he was going to be able to get those two over because they're so fucking good at yeah, it. Yeah. I bet he said, Hey, they were like, Hey, you want to come back for SmackDown 1000? He's like, Yeah, can I do something with Charlotte and Becky? Absolutely. I, if, I, I have to believe that's how it went down. And I'm go ahead, go ahead, finish. I mean, he. I mean, I'm not saying he gave Becky that line, but Becky might have been like, "Hey, can I say something about you breaking your neck?" And, and he's he went, like, yeah. "Oh yeah, yeah, do that, do awesome. that." Awesome. And this is what this <laughs> this feud needed, especially in light of the last two kind of, di- at least in my opinion, disappointing finishes with the Becky and Charlotte matches. It needed something a, a little more juice to keep it going to get us to evolution. I think we got it there at this point. Now, this last woman's stand match has to come through. Oh, yeah. If it doesn't, then you know we, we're setting this whole thing back. Because I think this is this is the feud that I think can get us to a next level where you can really start taking WWE women's wrestling more seriously. Well, and the rest of the roster too. And I like because they, they, they're not doing anything as good, in my opinion, as they're doing with Becky and Charlotte right now. It's they're, they're, they, they, they concentrate my, on two or three angles, right, yeah, and then right. everything else be damned. Right. Um. And th- that's really a referendum on where this evolution pay per view is right now, because 
They've taken a couple singles matches, which was supposed to be Lita and Mickey James and Alexa and Trish, and they've parlayed it into a tag match. We have Becky versus Charlotte. We have Ronda versus Nikki, which they weren't allowed to announce. (laughs) Which they weren't allowed to announce until a couple weeks ago. And then they also announced on Twitter that there was going to be this huge battle royal, which all the women wrestlers responded to this WWE this official WWE tweet with their old with their own sad faced emojis and gifts and everything <laughs> like this which makes me think that these guys really never had a plan for this all women's pay-per-view and that's even more disappointing because when it first got announced and you can go back and listen to our pay-per-view or go back and listen to our podcast I should say because we do it in real time and we were excited for it. We were like, this is a good thing. Let's have this all women's and just really pour some creative effort into this. And they put almost no creative effort into it. Does anybody really care about a tag team match between Trish Stratus no. and Lita versus Alexa Bliss? Not really, because they're not active on the roster. I'd be excited for a Trish versus Alexa singles match. Trish versus Lita would even be better than the two of them tagging up. Sasha versus Trish was teased at the Royal Rumble. You got it already laid out. I got one for you. How about this? Asuka versus Lita. Okay, fine. Right. Naomi versus Lita. Really, there's only one other match on that card other than the Becky Charlotte thing, and that's... Uh, Kari uh, and Baszler. That to me seems interesting too, but oh, it's yeah, that, just because it's. But, but, that's, because, just, but that's, the, that's NXT though. Exactly. And exactly. Because so you follow NXT. Right. It wouldn't be interesting to you if you. If you didn't Not, follow but, NXT. No, you but if, know I who said, they no, were. if I didn't follow NXT, but I was watching that pay per view and saw that match, I'd be invested. Yes. So there's, there's, there's a different dynamic in, there. In terms of what I. I know nobody I buys buy pay-per-views right, anymore. No, no, I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. Like, to to buy into it off the bat if they're promoting it, no, I wouldn't know who the two of them are. But All right, let's talk more about this in the odds and ends, but that's going to do it for our three counts. JCB. You rang. Why don't you tell me about F&B Eatery. Thank you, sir. Uh, F&B Eatery on 3453 Southampton, part of our Southampton Mafia sponsorship. It is on the corner of uh, Hampton and Marquette. Uh, I will be there tomorrow afternoon. I believe we're thinking patty melt on uh, (laughs) on Friday afternoon. Nice little grilled rye bread with some uh, Swiss cheese and some sautéed onions. I'm a fatty. I'm just going to do fries on the side this week. Mm. But ultimately, uh, some place you need to be going to they're closed on uh mondays tuesdays uh they do breakfast from eight to two wednesday thursday friday saturday and then they reopen from five to nine on those same days so go in check out f&b eatery tell them jcb sent you hey you might see me there tomorrow afternoon banging up some uh patty melton some french fries because you know brothers got to put on this winter weight because it's not going to be easy for brothers stay warm this is banned from ringside Hey, by the way, at uh, Seven Wrestling Twenty Four on Twitter said he loves the show. Hey, and we love you, Seven Shout Wrestling Twenty Four. Man, keep yeah, listening. Tell your friends we appreciate you listening, man. My brother says Mayo on uh, Facebook, so I, he's I, Mayo for French fries. Yeah, we're barely yeah. related. I've so. become a big Mayo on French fries type of guy. You like the fancy sauce they make, Heinz? I no, I I'll buy mayo and I'll put mayo, ketchup, and mustard all together. See, oh, stop. That's too stop, much. That's garbage stop, sauce. Stop. 
It's like straight no. from that's dumpster sauce. No, you 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 should have just maybe some Cholula. You, oh, see. <laughs> You just you just slapping shit together. You just, some dirt. Yeah, I was gonna say, let's do a little sprinkle here, a touch Sh- there. How dare you guys? Uh, <laughs> let's talk about some odds and ends. So we've made it thus far in the uh, podcast without mentioning the shield once. Yeah. Uh, wow. Which uh, has a lot. Nice. That, which, Good which, job, fellas. Which says a lot because uh, Raw Monday Night Raw has. Pr- Pretty much become Monday Night Shield versus Dogs of War, like well, they, and now yeah, and it's going towards the the World Cup, and there it was the it was the opening segment, it was the ending segment, it was uh, three different backstage segments. You also had uh, Dolph versus Ambrose. Um, is that it? Oh no, you also no, had Seth Rollins versus McIntyre, who are two which was guys. a good match. Oh, they're great together. If they were, if you never saw those two guys together and you watched them fight, you'd be like, man, this could be the future of the company. I agree. The and truth is, be. they look exactly the same. <laughs> they kind of do. <laughs> the One's a little thing, taller. I mean, I'm... Uh, just a little taller, though. Like, really yeah, not no, that. No, they're they're no. pretty much. For some reason, though. Neither one of them shaves, shaves their chest. Yeah, right? yeah. Which is kind of rare. <laughs> well, I mean, they look exactly the same. damn near doppelgangers. The only thing about this whole. Like you and Gary Payton. I was going to say Darius Rucker, but that's good. I, I, I like the Gary Payton. Not Darius Rucker. I hate it, but that's the one I get all the time. Tupac is the one. I'm like, Tupac? I'm I have a character on WWE 2K19 that looks exactly like you. And it was not on purpose, but I'm going to put him in a BFR shirt. So Saying you look like Tupac is racist. Saying you look like... I'm not the one saying I look like Tupac. Hey, I'm not saying you're the racist. <laughs> that, means Thank we, you. that means we look exactly like Matt Damon. Oh, nice. Matt you white? You white? You Matt Damon? <laughs> I get Damon. I get told I sound like Seth Rogen a lot. Matt Damon. Um, Drew turning on Braun is the only thing that was out interesting. Of this, out of this yes. whole, you know, repeat performance, you know, another six man, you know, same tag match. It's the only thing that to me. Well, that Braun, came, Braun turned on Dolph first, and then Drew comes in to, I guess, quote unquote, save. Uh, Dolph from getting eviscerated by uh, Braun Braun Strowman. I was worried when they put these three guys together, Dolph and Braun and Ziggler, or sorry, Dolph and Braun and McIntyre, that the only reason they were putting them together was so that they would have a main event at the Super Showdown that was three on three versus the Shield. Right. And now that they're breaking them up so fast, it also kind of bothers me they put the Shield together and then... They've already been teasing the shield breaking up this whole time, pretty much ever since they've gotten back together, which is like, just give them six months. I feel like they're just making up for lost time when when they're just fast forward. Yeah, they're just fast forward. This is what they already had planned on doing, and now they're just just going straight to it. I, I mean, I feel like we're in we're in for the next ten years of the shield getting back together and then breaking Uh, up and then getting back together and then breaking up. uh, I, I I really feel like we're getting ready for a Wrestlemania match for the Universal title, which is a triple threat, which would be huge if they hadn't already have done it at Battleground 2016 or whatever when Ambrose won, which was a gr- good match. But, um, yeah, I guess thoughts on uh, what what's going to happen next because there's still another match coming up with McIntyre and Braun and Ziggler. I got it. Okay. You break up the shield. All right. Then Roman I'm with you. teams up with the Botch Twins to make the new shield. The Bella Twins and Roman Reigns. And then they all get hurt. And then they all leave the business. <laughs> and they just do reality TV. 
You had me sold, man. I really thought you had something You're not still sold on that? Once he said the Bosch twins, I was like, yeah, we're getting ready to go down. You're not still sold on that? No, you can't sell me on that. Are you kidding me? That is that is not going to push any kind of merch. Friend is never going to go for that. I buy it. Friend of the show, Bert, said a long time ago, that you should have the Roman Reigns and the Usos turn on Ambrose and uh, Rollins, and then have then have the new Shield with the Usos and oh, Roman. Dude, I've been saying they need to put them all three together, regardless of what they call right, it. They're cousins. I they mean, would be the fucking the Samoan dynasty. Yeah, yeah. that's the a, Samoan, and that's one way to get Roman over. Finally, it's almost it almost it's it makes so much sense that it's no wonder they won't do it. Yep, I don't get it. Cause it would, it's it makes that, too much sense. It though. does. That's the point. I, yeah, I get. I yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. So, you guys want me to start with the good news or the bad news? I go with the bad. All right. What the fuck are they doing with Finn Balor and Bailey? Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Like, is Finn Balor really that? Like, don't do they not realize what they have with him? And do they not realize he could go to New Japan and make so much money? Doing more exciting stuff. And do something creatively. Better stuff. Yeah. Maybe not dress up like the boogeyman, but maybe just still go out and have fun. I'll say this. this, And this is a running argument with me and people on social media. As long as I'm thinking about it, let's get it out the way right now. Obviously, on Facebook, we're banned from Ringside Podcast. Uh, friends of BFR on Facebook as well. Uh, Twitter, the missing... Two beers, Zach Pullman, uh, BFR Zach, all go Kate's letters with an H. I'm BFR JCB, BFR Bill. Murray, what's your Twitter handle? Murray, M-A-N-N-N. And then on uh, Instagram, BFR Pod and BFR Pod on Twitter. The running argument is with Finn Balor is a size issue. Is he too small to be a legit, serious contender for the World Heavyweight Championship? That's where I think the problem lies. They've already given it to him. But he got hurt right away, and then it took him almost two years to get his title rematch, and he had been back for, like, let's just say six months. That's probably enough for Vince. Like, when he gets eventually releases himself or gets released. Saudi Arabia. Um, (laughs) Well, he he has not been shy on social media about his feelings on... Good for him. Absolutely good Good for for him. him. But... Sometime in the near future, he's not going to be in WWE's employee anymore. Right. And Vince McMahon's going to say something like this to a room full of Michael PSAs and a bunch of other yes men. He's going to be like, well, he just didn't grab the brass ring. And everybody's, and everybody's going to be like, well, yeah. I mean, because they have to agree to agree with the boss. But Finn Balor did everything. Did everything. When they put him in that championship match with Roman Reigns just a couple months ago in in the Raw main event segment, place was crazy. The place went crazy. Because he's great. Yes. Doesn't matter how big or small. Look at Daniel Bryan. They pushed him like a motherfucker. But but that's that's the one that they're going to always come back to is because Daniel Bryan shouldn't have beat Triple H. He shouldn't have beat, you know, Batista and Randy Orton, three guys in one night. That's the one they're going to always come back to. And I get it. I totally understand that. But this is, once again, the great part about wrestling. We have to suspend disbelief for 30 seconds. They gave us what we wanted as the fan base, so let's move the fuck on and get over the fact that Daniel Bryan is five foot whatever. I, right, right. I don't want to sound like every single every single other smart that has a podcast, and I know there's a million of us, and I know we all look the same, and I know that... Oh, shit. <laughs> well, except for you. You're the exception that proves the rule. They mm-hmm. They mostly look like me. 
But that's true. It sucks that Finn Balor is being used the way that he is in a weird, weird situation with Bailey that makes no sense. Like they just threw him together. That's the bad news. You guys want to hear the good news? Absolutely. Elias, who fucking rules, <laughs> and Apollo Cruz, who I've been a big fan of for a long time. Apollo Cruz came out and pressed Elias. It for was an, awesome. For an impressive amount of time. It was awesome. Now, even if this is a feud that's just meant to give Elias a feud just so he can get over, that's something I've never thought of. Cruz versus Elias. It's fresh. They're good together. It's fresh. It was funny. Apollo Cruz cut a fine promo coming to the ring. Mm. It was come on, dude. Comparatively, it's a, that's, a, that's a fine promo. Considering this is one of his one of two promos he's been he's right. had since the main roster. Okay. It's well, let fine. me ask you this. We've seen People like AOP cut bad promos. Was that a bad promo that Elias or that Apollo Cruz cut? No, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It it's wasn't. A, bad. It, it, it wasn't. Jesus Christ! But it, wasn't, it wasn't AOP train wreck bad. But I mean, it wasn't like pipe bomb good. It was somewhere in the. They brain. haven't given him any time to to practice Wait, his so, promos. Those so. are those are your two, those are your two poles. That's fine. With my two poles: AOP train wreck <laughs> and pipe bomb. I would say Apollo Cruz. Was uh, I mean he that was better than a Lashley promo? Yeah, I, I don't have a problem with that. You, if, if it was La- <laughs> if it was Lashley by himself, I agree with it. Leo Rush is there to be the hype man, so, so th- then so that's why he's getting paid to do it. No, do I'm, it. I'm sorry, I'm getting stuck on this. I, I want you to say that that Apollo Cruz promo <laughs> was at least a B. For what it was, it was supposed to be a four-minute promo where he was just making fun of Elias. He said it convincingly. He did not stumble over any words, and he seemed comfortable on the mic. No, so, Apollo, uh, no Apollo left behind. <laughs> I can't give it a B. Agree with all those things. I can't give it a B. He, he stumbled towards the end. He, he seemed comfortable. I can't give it a B. I mean, damn. Now we're putting this like in the rock era. You know what I'm saying? He was excited. He was excited. And so. I don't blame him. I'd be excited too. <laughs> Shit. You actually trust me with this motherfucker? I mean, right. goddamn. It was, but, Bill, I get it, but you're, you're give using him some time. Right. It's a small sample size. Man, it was, it was for what it was. The fun size. It wasn't supposed to be a pipe bomb <laughs> promo. It was supposed to be a thing where he cut down Elias, made his point, got the crowd behind him, and went in and then pressed Elias over his head for... Like a boss. Like 20 seconds. <laughs> I mean, it was literally like yeah. 20, 15, 20 seconds. Because that motherfucker is impressive. That's why they gave him the contract like they did as quickly as they I did remember when the he, I remember when he got the signed... I remember when he got signed to NXT and Same. people were talking about... I forget what his name was. Hot Nation and something like that? Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, dude, this... This, this is the next crazy. guy. This is the next guy. Yeah, he does that standing moonsault. That's insane for a guy his size. Absolutely. Here, I get all that. Here's the one thing that didn't happen on Monday night. The crowd never moved. They never said anything for Elias versus budged. Apollo. When he got up on that rope, that crowd never did a damn thing. Wrong, because when Apollo held Elias over his head. They were kind of quiet, and then after five seconds, it got a little bit louder, and then after like fifteen seconds, they were like, "Oh, look at this dude! Okay, that is impressive." Plus, okay. Plus, I think they're that they're. That's I, how you I'm get over. You that. But then after the fact, when he got up and he was trying to be like, you know, get wow. up, get everybody up, I heard him say, Man, "Get up, Philadelphia." Leave, leave it to Jason to take my good news. <laughs> I'm just trying to bad news. I will say, I will say, like Becky Lynch, he's one of those guys that is not a good face. He's two face. Not two-faced, 
but too face. I hear you, he's Harvey too Dent. smile. He's too come on, crowd, be with me. Right. If, if they turned him and did it just uh, right, he'd be great. Uh, I think so. Uh, I don't speak, know what. But. Speaking of Lashley and Leo Rush, they're they're great together, right? Of course, we're pro that. Um, oh, I guess before we should go, last thing before we talk about before we do birthdays, we need to talk about Ronda Rousey's Ooh. promo Ooh. against the Bellas. Damn, my girl. Uh, now here's my turn to play the devil's advocate. Uh-oh. Um I thought that it was a little too wordy. Like when she <laughs> when she it was, said it was when she said that, that she was going to eviscerate the Bellas like smallpox. Yeah, that I was, was like, well, wait like, a minute. Nobody's uh, talked about the smallpox for small hundred years, but I'm going to I'm going to kill you guys like polio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give you the chicken pox. I'm going to make you guys not walk okay. like FDR. Okay, but see. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> see, here's the problem with that, though. When she walked in the door, you were mad because she smiled all the time and she was shit on the mic. Now we're nitpicking about what she's saying. That's progress. I'm- yeah, I'm not nitpicking though. This is this. I've been consistent. I don't think that she has a whole lot of charisma. She could have called the Bellas broccoli, and I would have cheered. <laughs> I mean, because you hate the Bellas that much. Yes. Yeah, that has a little bit to do with it. Yeah. It has a lot to do with it. If you call it a broccoli, you cheer it. You're broccoli, and I've been like, yeah. <laughs> He's that would have been me. I mean, a little bit of garlic. I mean. No, no, just bl- bake just it, broil it. I no. mean, it's fine. Yeah, not You are non-cooked broccoli. It's not, it's not a bad. Oh, uncooked broccoli. Yeah, Ooh. definitely anti that. Yeah, like, yep, that's the bell. You got to cook that shit. The B. Ronda will be fine. You just give her time. It's it hasn't even been a year yet. Oh, I know. I, no, I I know. I think she's I I think she's made great strides since in, she's in been, year one. Yes, right for sure. Her promo um, seemed a little bit like a rap battle where there was nobody battling back. Like she would say a line mm-hmm. and then it would take a while and then she'd kind of wait around and then she would say another line. It would kind of wait. And the, the line on the line where she made fun of Nikki for busting through John Cena's door, that was good. <laughs> but I get good. Are you kidding me? That was better. If you're no, going to say, no. no, no, we're going to do this. You know where we're going. I know, I know you know where we're going. You know, know where we're going, gonna, right? You know, know where we're going. You're going gonna to tell me, you're going to tell me that, the Ronda Rousey promo was not better than the Apollo Cruz promo. Who oh, was better? Oh, that's where you're going? That's where I'm going with it. Oh, I think Cruz seemed more natural. Oh, my God. You Ronda Rousey, you know she's playing the part. What I was going to say was, whereas I don't think tripping. that Edge fed Becky the line about breaking the neck. Oh, yeah. I think that Nikki told Ronda. Yeah, she's yeah, like, oh, yeah. say something about John yeah, Cena. Yeah, for sure. I'm not, I agree with that. Yeah, I was going to say... This is <laughs> this is not a scenario that we could all agree that Ronda doesn't have that kind right, of charisma. Right. We could all agree that this was fed to her versus other people that are just smart like that and creative like that. This is banned from ringside. All right, everybody, we know there's a ton of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate the hell out of you listening to ours. Uh, we got some birthdays this week. Uh, friend of the show, Simon Gotch, is 36. <laughs> Woo! Tony Storm. 23. Don't. <laughs> Chavo Guerrero is 48. Scott Hall. Razor Ramon is 60. Bush back, Bushwhacker Butch is 74. Is he still alive? Uh, I'm going to say no. And Carmella is 
31. Hey, everybody, that's it for Shock City Studios. Check. For Let's Get Comfortable. Let's get comfortable. For Soul hey. Taco. Check. For FB Eatery. Check. For Zach and Tara Pullman. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. For Murray the Murray Man, Merman Murray. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And for Jason Cornelius Bell, Check. I am Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Did you say JJ Twigs? And for JD Twigs, I am Jack. Kareem <laughs> Abdul J- Jabbar. Sam, did you say? I said Sam. Sam Mall or Mall. <laughs> you that guys get comfortable? I s- Everybody, <laughs> put the heels. <laughs> <laughs>